host of Pop Punk and Pizza, and today I'm joined by Lovely. So how are you today? I'm doing very good. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Uh, so first off, tell us where you're from. I am um, originally from a town, a city called Stoke-on-Trent, which is in, in England, northern England. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. So you're a solo artist, right? So do you do the guitars and the drums as well for your music or is that done by someone else? Yeah. So, I mean, I am, um, I write everything and mm -hmm. I co-produce everything I write. Um, I can play every instrument badly. Uh, so it's a <laughs> gift, uh, I'm kind of like a, a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, but yeah. I, I spent the last eight years of my life living in LA and I was lucky enough to have um, a roommate who was one of the best guitar players I've ever met in my life. He went to oh, Berkeley cool. and um, we had a really cool dynamic in our house where like we both had studios in our room. Mm -hmm. So I would sit in my room, write a song, produce it to the best of my ability and play really bad guitars and then I'd send <laughs> it to him yeah. and he would be like, okay, let me beef this up a bit. So it was, it's good. I can, I can work my way around any instrument, but I'm not a professional at any of them by any means. Yeah. That's cool though. Uh, so your earlier singles are kind of more pop sounding. So how did you decide to transition to more like pop punk? Because I really like the direction you've been taking recently. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so it's kind of, it's a weird journey that I've had with my music. I started off, um, my, my music career kind of started about, yeah, about nine years ago when I, I joined a boy band. I was with a very, very pop uh, boy band <laughs> called Phase Five. Okay. And um, we, it was, it was one of the most crazy but fun times of my life. I had an amazing time, but it was extremely pop. Yeah. So what we did, is when we disbanded in 2017, sadly, um, I had a fan base of pop fans, pop music fans, boy band fans. Yeah. And I was in a strange position because my passion has always been in pop punk. That's what I would I've grown up listening to. And that's what mm -hmm. I have always had in my heart. But I had to do this transition where I wanted to kind of, help my fans or like the people who supported me, I don't want to call them fans necessarily, but people who supported me, I wanted to help transition them with me. So mm -hmm. that's what I did. I kind of ease slowly started going from that boy band sound into a more, um, I don't want to say mature because that's the wrong word, but of a more of like a, yeah, like a pop punk nostalgic kind of feel to it. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that you were in like a boy band before, but that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what artists or bands inspire or like influence you when you're writing songs? That's a good question. I think, I mean, it's so it's such a cra crazy question because I feel like it's every single song that I've ever listened to in my entire life that I've said, that's good, has inspired mm -hmm. me. Like in some way whatsoever. I think that's just the thing is, as an artist, I love discovering new music. So when I hear a song that maybe was released um, like last week, I will be like, wow, that's really inspiring. In the same way as if I hear a song for the first time that was released 20 years ago, I would still have that same um, excitement about it. But growing up, my mom uh, was a huge Blondie fan. Mm -hmm. Blondie is, uh, I personally think, one of the best bands to ever have uh, crossed the world yeah. the earth. 
Debbie Harry's incredible. So I was growing up kind of listening to that like 80s pop punk. Um, yeah. And then slowly growing up, I was a huge fan of um, Green Day. Um, obviously Blink-182, that's a standard. Paramore, I was a massive Paramore fan. Yeah. Ridiculous. Hayley Williams is up there. Um, yeah. Just, there's, there's so many bands. Mayday Parade was good. So I think like yeah. listening to those bands, I was just a huge pop music fan. So I liked anything mm-hmm. with a um, a really um, patchy melody. Yeah. And those power chords. I think what actually got me into it the first time, I might be answering a further question down now, but what actually <laughs> got me in, I watched um, Drake and Josh. Remember Drake and Josh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to watch so that all Drake the time. Bell, Drake Bell was like my idol for a long time because I remember <laughs> seeing him play. There was this movie called Drake and Josh Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and this is like what I felt my life was like because I was sitting in Stoke-on-Trent in my hometown watching this. Mm. And I was like dreaming of just going to, to LA and playing this kind of music and it was like that was the dream for me and he played this song called Hollywood Girl and yeah. it was like kind of pop punky um and I was just like wow I want to do that and that was kind of what got me going <laughs> yeah wow that's crazy but that's that's kind of funny actually yeah I used to watch that show all the time um and Iconic, yeah right? yeah it was it was pretty funny um, and I like all the bands you mentioned, and I can kind of hear some of those in the songs that you're writing right now. So that's cool. Uh, so I was wondering, how did you come up with your band name? Like, is it just a play on a your name? <laughs> so that's a fun story. Okay. So originally, after we broke up from the band, I was going by my name, Lee Brown, mm-hmm. which um, I like. Obviously, it's my name. Um, thanks my parents for that. But <laughs> I had an issue where this is... Um, and not not many people understand this but I had an issue where when I was uploading music to Spotify it was coming under a different Lee Brown and I was having a bit of a problem um and what and also going back to what you said earlier where the music that I I originally was releasing to Lee Brown was very poppy and I want Mm -hmm. and I went through a moment it was in the start of 2020 as the pandemic hit I went through a moment where I was like okay now is an opportunity to um release music through an entity that is not my name it's something that represents um it's quite unknown it represents either you know, when you hear it you don't know if it's a band you don't know if it's a boy you don't know if it's a girl it's mm-hmm. uh, it's quite an unknown name um unsuspecting name um and also when i was going by uh, lee brown and also when i was in the band my like fan base were called lovelies um, okay and that's what that's what they kind of named themselves so um i feel like, and i say the word lovely a lot and it worked. It rolls off the tongue nicely. So I went with yeah. it. I ran with it. I put a few poles up. And yeah, the, that is the... Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I Yeah, I feel like that's a good... That's kind of a good name. It kind of... Uh, it's pretty catchy, I think. Um, so... <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, so you've collaborated with different artists like Julian Divizio and Liana on a couple of your songs. And I was wondering yep. if you would like to collaborate with any other bands in the future they could be like big or small gosh there's so many artists that I want to collaborate with I've got a lot um in the pipeline as well um one of my friends his name's Brandon Burnett I did a show with him um actually my last show I did in LA which was in um downtown LA I did it with him and uh, it was amazing and we've we've been talking about doing a show to um, a song together um, I mean, I, there's so many, all of the artists, obviously, that I mentioned earlier, like, they're all coming back in, in that old pop punk, um, you see, like, um, Avril Lavigne, everywhere, yeah, yeah. and all these artists coming back, 
I would absolutely love to do a song with one of those um, kind of more nostalgic artists. Um, yeah. But there's a really good scene kind of developing now with artists like um, like Maisie Peters is coming out really good with really good stuff, and mm-hmm. it's kind of got that pop punky feel to it. Um, Upsol is an amazing uh, artist. I'd love to feature her on one of my songs or feature on one of her songs. Okay, yeah, I've uh, heard of him. Yeah, Upsol's dope. I'm I'm yeah. listening to her stuff a lot. Cool. Uh, so you're re-releasing your song "Obsessed" on January 20th, which is Friday this week. And that's really exciting. So can you tell me a little bit about that song and why you decided to remix and remaster it? Yes, of course. So that song I wrote um, in 2020 during the pandemic. And um, I wrote it about a situation I was in um, with my roommate that was talking about. And we kind of were obviously every during the pandemic, we were forced to kind of make everything in in house. Mm-hmm. And that was the first song I ever did um, from start to finish, all produced inside Four Walls. Okay. Um, and I released it and I personally thought it was one of the best songs that I've ever created um, or we had okay. ever created, me and Jono. And um, we uploaded it. And in 2021, um, we submitted it for a review. Like we, there was a, a, a mixing engineer, his name was DJ Swivel. Okay. Uh, he's mixed all songs for like Beyonce and all these huge artists. Oh wow! And we submitted a song for him to kind of review on his uh, Twitch. Yeah. And he reviewed it, and he absolutely loved the song. He he was like, "This this song is a hit, um, but it needs work. It needs a little bit of tweaking." Mm-hmm. So um, I decided to take it down and work on it for a bit. Release other songs whilst I am um, working on it, and then when the time is right, I would re-release it. So when I moved back to England at the end of last no last year, mm-hmm. um, I worked with a friend of mine. His name's Lee Platt. He lives in the same city as me. And we worked okay. together and we completely remixed it and redid it. And that is the birth of Obsessed version okay. two, I suppose. That's really cool. So this version will be like thebomb.com. <laughs> Hopefully it's better. I mean, I, it could yeah. be worse. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> subjective. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to listen to it. So what has been your favorite venue to play at so far? Or like, which one would you really want to play at some time in the future? Good question. Um, my favorite show I've ever done was with my boy band. It was a, a venue in uh, Orlando, Florida. It was a, a festival called Playlist Live. Okay. Um, it was amazing. It was like a, a festival where they have like all YouTubers and things like that. Yeah. And it was a really, really cool performance. There was a huge crowd. And it was just a massive stage, massive production. And it felt really good because everybody there was so supportive. Yeah. As far as myself, like performing myself by my, uh, without the band, um, the Moroccan Lounge was amazing. If you go on my Twitter, there's a my banner is me at the Moroccan Lounge. Yeah. I sold it out. I think it was 350 people. Um, and I sold the show out. And it was unbelievable. It was one of the best shows I've ever done. The sound was amazing. The artists I was performing with as well were amazing. And yeah, it was just a great venue. The Moroccan Lounge in LA, if you're there, go and check cool. it out. Cool. That's awesome. So what is your favorite song to play live? Um, I did a I did a really cool, um, this is not one of my songs, but I did a cool remake of Sugar We're Going Down Swinging. Okay. Um, by Fall of Moon. Yeah. Uh, that was a really fun to do live. I think it's just when you when I see them perform live, and I see them kind of sing the first word and then hold the microphone out. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's singing along. That was just yeah. a moment that I enjoyed. Even though it wasn't my song, that felt really cool. It was a, it was a good song. Um, yeah. As far as mine, uh, I have a song. 
probably Obsessed, the one that's coming out. I okay. performed it uh, at my last show in LA, before, uh, on my last, first time I released it, should I say. Uh, and it had been released for less than a year and everybody in the room knew the lyrics. It was crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any jobs or hobbies outside of making music? Like I know you mentioned uh, you do Twitch sometimes. Um, yeah. So I started I started doing Twitch streaming. I, I, when I was in the band, we used to do a lot of like live streaming on a platform called YouNow. Yeah. Um, and I missed it. I just like, like kind of connecting to people. Um, so I do that. Uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and I also do, I, I enjoy doing stuff like graphic design work and yeah. stuff like that. Like I'm a, quite an arty person. Um, yeah. I mix and enjoy mixing and um, mastering other people's songs. I do that a lot as well. Okay. Um, play a bit of football or cool. soccer is what you would call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so what is your songwriting process? Like, do you usually write the lyrics first or do you write the music first? Or like, how does that usually work? That that's changed throughout like as I've kind of developed as an artist um good question okay so I start probably now if I was big to like if I was to write a song right now mm-hmm. because I have the ability to produce my own music I'll yeah. probably develop like a um a, what's called a loop like a four bar loop or eight bar loop which is just um a very generic melody or chord progression and then I will um hum melodies over the top I'm such a melody driven person and I think that uh, k-pop is the perfect example of that where lyrics come so secondary to melodies sometimes especially in stuff like this like the amount mm-hmm. of songs i sing the wrong lyrics to and still enjoy the song <laughs> yeah because i'm looking the lyrics over my head just goes to show you how important melody is so That's i'll true. make like a loop yeah and i will just um start humming and mumbling like random words and melodies mm-hmm. out of my head and i'll record it all down and then i will listen to this terrible mumble <laughs> that makes zero sense but it sounds good like me- melodically yeah and i will start to put together lyrics that kind of create a story i will normally have a theme in my head um when i start to create like a chord progression you know if it's sad or happy yeah. um you know kind of what, where you want to go with it and i will kind of formulate uh words and sentences that come to it but for me 100 percent melody first i think that i've never ever been able to write lyrics on a sheet of paper i've just physically incapable of doing it um <laughs> I have to I, I'm, I have to like do it in the moment it's a weird yeah uh, it's weird that's really interesting yeah I've heard of other artists doing that before where they kind of just like say gibberish and then they kind of make that into lyrics so that's cool yeah uh was, there... I, I actually one, oh sorry oh go ahead say one of my friend, one of my friends um she writ she has written on um I feel like Justin Bieber songs and <laughs> she came in over the pandemic she came in and um recorded in my room and i it was the first time i ever experienced ever experienced somebody of that like caliber as far as like who she'd worked with um yeah it's first time i ever like worked in close proximity with them and uh, she was recording and we made a beat and she just got on the mic and in one take her name's fallon king she's amazing um in one take she wrote the entire song like just mumbles but the entire song was pretty much there. And it was just oh, wow. hitting the play button. And all of a sudden she was off and she just wrote this song. Yeah. And it was a beautiful moment. And it was so inspiring because it was just, um, it was kind of, it showed you the like, when a song comes on, you've just, she kind of mumbled exactly what she felt in that moment. And there was no yeah. hesitation whatsoever. 
it was straight from the heart it was really cool yeah that is cool I like how that's uh, kind of spontaneous um so yeah have there been any challenges when you were recording songs or any lessons you've learned so far from recording that you might like keep in mind for your future songs um yes I think that um you don't the vocal doesn't necessarily need to be perfect I think that the best the best um, vocals that I've ever recorded mm-hmm. have usually been in the first try. And okay. it's because they're the most um, impulsive. And I kind of, I feel like if you try and replicate, it's something called demo-itis and it's where you record a demo. And that is usually the most, the purest form of that song. That is a song when you're in the moment with it, um, that you tend to bond with it the most. And that is like your baby. And I think sometimes when you come back to it, it um you lose a little bit of that flair and i think sometimes it might be worth sacrificing maybe the quality of the vo- the vocal performance a little bit just to keep that kind of um that feeling that initial feeling yeah well cool if that uh, makes sense. yeah that makes sense uh so have there been any weird things that have happened at shows or like when you're on the road or anything like that Let's think here. <laughs> Definitely is the answer to that, but I'm trying to think okay. what's happened. Um, I mean, when I was in the band, we we got um, lost in a lot of airports. That was fun. Um, <laughs> we always did that. Uh, I played a I played a festival in the UK called Soccer Six. Um, that was really fun. Um, that was like a uh, it was a football. It was like a soccer. Sorry. It was a soccer event and they have like a they have like all kind of smaller artists and bigger artists uh form little five-a-side football teams and okay. then you would all um, they would play against each other yeah and also perform and stuff like that that was a really cool yeah. like, interesting thing to happen on the road yeah that sounds um, like fun I've, we've had i've had mic malfunctions that's always yeah. a good time <laughs> um yeah that mic malfunctions are probably the worst thing that could happen and it's just a hilarious um at the time yeah i'm I kind of I feel like it's happened to me so many times, or like tech technical difficulties happened to me so many times that now I'm um, immune to them. Like now I will just laugh at them in the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think I think sometimes you think as the artist you think they're way worse than what they actually are. I think watching it, I think you uh, I sometimes you don't even notice half the stuff. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I just don't even notice things. But like if you're like the actual performer, you think people are going to notice it, but they don't. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good to kind of like be able to laugh at things. And uh, I've forgotten an entire lyric. I forgot the lyrics to an entire song before as well. I can remember yeah. I mumbled an entire song. <laughs> I, I'm so bad. I'm so bad with lyrics. Like I've never been able to, I can listen yeah. to a song a million times and I'll still, I, I kind of write the lyrics in my head. Yeah. Um, the what I the version that I'm, I'm thinking of, I write yeah. my own version to this and I will just sing that over and over and over again. Yeah, I'm terrible at like deciphering lyrics from songs that I listen to. Like, like half the time, I don't know what people are saying, but I still enjoy the songs. So, <laughs> uh, yep. but yeah, so um, is there a specific message that you hope people get from listening to your songs or like, what do you kind of hope that people get out of it? My my main thing when making music, and it always has been and it always will be, is I want people to feel good. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to music. I, I don't listen to music for any other reason than to put me in a better mood than what I'm at in the moment. Um, it's always been like that. And mm-hmm. I hope 
I hope and hope and pray that people listen to my music and it puts them in a better mood. And I think that's exactly why I'm most of my music. In fact, all of my music is kind of upbeat and it's got that really um, uh, energetic feeling to it. And I think that's imp- important. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much the message that I want everybody to do. I want to get from it. I want everybody to feel good and I want everybody to have a good time. And if I can be the reason somebody's day is better, then um, I've been successful. Cool. I think that's a good message to have. And what is your experience with record labels or are there any specific record labels you'd like to be signed to in the future? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't, I have had experience with record labels in the past um, with my band. Um, and I'm going to be honest, they weren't particularly great. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I mean, I'm extreme. I'm enjoying being independent. I love the, what, what I think a record label could bring to me. I can do part, most of it myself. Um, mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough to have taught myself to produce. Uh, I can write my own music. Um, I'm just short of um, kind of the distribution side of thing, which is what is what is the record label is primarily for. Yeah. Um, but I think because because I'm I'm so blessed, so lucky to be able to uh, to produce and write my own stuff. I think it's um, I'm good on my own at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. And are you planning on releasing an album or EP anytime soon? Yes, I have about 50 to 100 songs probably on my Mac at the moment. Oh, cool. Uh, they're, all, they're all completely unfinished, but um, I have so many songs. Um, but this year, I mean, last year I was planning on doing it as well, but obviously there was a lot going on last year. I moved back home yeah. and I was with spending a lot of time with my family and stuff. Um, I hadn't seen them in nine years, so I just wanted oh, to spend wow. as much family as possible. Yeah. Um, so I came back home and I did that this year. I have a song coming out this month. I have a song coming out next month. I have a song coming out in March. Um, I've got my first debut performance in uh, London in February as well. So I've That's got lots exciting. of content coming out. Um, yeah. As far as EP is concerned, I can't have a date, but it's coming. Cool. I'm excited for that. And since this is the pop punk and pizza podcast, I wanted to ask what's your favorite kind of pizza? Oh, I wasn't ready for that one. Um, okay. Uh, also, I saw that you interviewed Wheatus on this. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I watched some of the interview. I was so jealous. I love that song so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really cool to interview. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet. Um, my favorite kind of pizza, it has to be some kind of white base, like an Alfredo base. Controversial, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> white. I kind of like white with uh, white base with maybe some mushrooms and chicken. Actually, no, I like ham and pineapple. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that's pretty controversial. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Hawaiian. I mean, I like pineapple pizza, but I don't know. After like one slice, I'm like, it's, it's a bit too much for me. I, I don't know. My favorite is margarita pizza. Huh? How are you with calzone? Oh, calzones? Calzones, yeah. Yeah, I, I love them. I okay. think they're really yeah, good. I just, I just got back from Italy. I was in Italy. Actually, uh, in I was in Naples actually, which is the home of the pizza. I was yeah. in there in August of September, and we had um, a literal margarita pizza. And I, I usually, when I go for the craziest pizza that's on the menu, I will go for whatever the spiciest, most filling pizza that's <laughs> yeah. on the menu. That's the one I go for. But okay. here, because it was obviously the home of the pizza, and I asked the guy, I said, "What is what is your best recommendation?" He said, "Go for the margarita." Um, yeah. And I got I had a margarita pizza. It was the best 
thin crust, crispy on the bottom, mm. juicy on the top. It was delicious. I highly recommend if you want a pizza, just go to Naples. Oh, I mean, it's kind of far, far for me, but <laughs> yeah, yeah that sounds way. really good though. Uh, yeah. So when is your next show? Uh, next show on the 24th of February. Um, it is in London, in Camden. And okay. um, like I said, I, I haven't performed in London since my band, my old boy band in 2016. Yeah. Um, so I'm nervous, very nervous and apprehensive because I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I don't know how different London crowds are going to be compared to LA crowds. Um, I can only finger, cross my fingers and hope that they receive my music well. Because um, yeah. I know that punk is, it's was started in like California and then mm -hmm. uh, West Coast America. So I know that um, it's quite far from what a lot of people in England listen to. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm here to represent and uh, I'm excited yeah. to uh, see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. And where can our listeners find your music? They can find my music um, on Spotify, Apple Music, all streaming platforms. Um, just search for lovely l-u-v-l-e-e -E, and you can literally find it anywhere um, you can go on my instagram and i post everything on there as well uh, isn't he lovely i-s-n-t-h-e-l-u-v-l-e-e -E -E. um, i was so happy when i got that username um, <laughs> so on on tiktok as well okay awesome and is there anything else you'd like to plug or mention about like upcoming music or anything before we go uh, no, other than I don't know when this, when is this releasing, get, getting released? Um, Maybe like by the end of this week. Okay. I just didn't know if my my song would come out. I have a song coming out on Friday. It's called Obsessed. Um, make sure you go and stream it. It might be out now or it might be coming out. Um, but go and search Obsessed by Lovely on Spotify. Please stream it um, and let me know what you think. Find me and uh, yeah, let me know what you think. I'm excited. Cool. All right. Well, it was so nice talking to you. I really appreciate you taking the time to do the interview and everything. Thank you, Noel. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It was great. I really yeah, of it. course. All right. Have a good one. You too. Take care.